Welcome to the PVYA Orthodox Youth Podcast. We are currently at the All North American Youth Conference in Salt Lake City, Utah. My name is Anna Loban, and I am from St. Louis, Missouri. And my name is Nikolai. I am from Calgary, Canada. And we are interviewing... Raymond Nosco. A pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to have you, Raymond. So the topic of today's conversation will be, what is prayer to you, right? And let me start off by asking you this question. What is prayer? Prayer for me is conversation with God. This can be something simple like, Dear God, please give me the strength to not puke on this plane. Or something very serious, like, I am really struggling right now in my faith. Please, God, help give me the faith so that I may go forward. So you mentioned, like, you know, different levels of uh, prayers, right? Like, as you said, it can be as small or as big and life-changing. And is there any difference between those two prayers, those two types of prayers? In my opinion, there is no difference between these two levels of prayer. Much like when when you have a father, when a kid asks him, Father, can I have this toy? You'll, you'll listen to him. Or it can be something very serious like, Father, I'm really, really struggling right now with doing the right thing. And both are types of communication, but it... And it's all both important to to the Father, but it's just different levels of communication, but all the same. I really like how you compare prayer to communication. Um, could you share a time that prayer was particularly helpful, either to yourself or someone that you know? Sure thing. One time in my life where prayer was greatly appreciated was when I moved to my current home in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. In During the first winter I was ever there, it was one of the worst winters in living memory. It was the third coldest and the fifth snowiest. To give some context to this, it was over 320 inches of snow, and there was 80 days where it did not reach above freezing. Terrible winter. That really sounds like it. You'd be very right there. Anyway, this winter, it got colder and snowier with the snow constantly building higher and higher. And I was not very strong in my faith at that time, so I just didn't have something to help me with this. And there were times when I thought, dear God, is this how I'm going to die in the snow? And I finally sat down and prayed, God, Please help me. I can't continue on like this. And shortly thereafter, we got one of the best days I've ever had in my life. It was a bright, sunny, clear day with the, with a color blue that you almost only see in the mountains on a clear summer day. And yet, here it was in the middle of winter, above freezing, barely a breeze, and just peaceful. It genuinely increased my faith in God by seeing this glorious day. Yes, for sure. I I really do understand what you mean. You know, after some blizzards and really heavy snowfall, 
just that peaceful day when you when you feel like you know God is with us, right? And I know we've talked so far about individual prayer, but there's also prayer in, at church, litur liturgical prayer, where a lot of people are praying for the same cause. And do you think, well, is there any difference between, or should I say, which prayer is more beneficial in what scenarios, in your opinion? If you could, like, tell us what your thoughts on that. No problem. I don't see a difference in, in whether communal prayer or individual prayer being more beneficial. They are both equally as great for the soul because when you are praying by yourself, you can ask God deeply personal things that affect you, and that is very important. But when you pray as a community, you're praying for things for the good of that community, and it brings you together in unity. And there's a special strength that comes from that unity. Yeah, good point there. I like that, strength. I really like what you said there. Like um, One thing that comes to mind is uh, we're told that when two or more are gathered in Christ's name, their God is also. So there have been times that I personally have felt that when, you know, even just praying with my family at home. Yeah. Like you just said, when two or more gather in his name, he is also among them. And that special bond is something you can't quite get with individual prayer, but it is still greatly benefit. And while I'm not trying to downplay the value of individual prayer, I also do not want to downplay the great spiritual benefit communal prayer brings about. So from what I understand, prayer is prayer, and we have to do it either individually or in a group, right? with our close ones or at church. And prayer is literally the, what I don't even know what to call it, like the cornerstone of our belief, right? Communication with God. And saints spend their whole lives, you know, praying. And that's why they become who they are. Yeah. I have one question I'd like to ask. In light of the recent past few years with the COVID pandemic, we've had a lot of distractions in church. Some people can't even go to church, and a lot of people are trying to pray with a live stream. And there's just been a lot of distractions in prayer. Um, could you share some ways that you've been able to pray amidst distractions? Yes. Now, with distractions, it is very easy to get off course. And for many people, these distractions just take away. And many people get downhearted that they can't pray as well at home as they do in church, for there are many more distractions. While this is very much true, that your mind is distracted, the best way to go about it is just to start praying. Like, many, like my spiritual father has told me, while the mind may be distracted, the body is willing. Even if you go through the repetitions of all these prayer, of prayers and it sounds like you're just filling the air with words, you are still putting forth effort to make that prayer happen, which is not lost on God. Even if you are not in the right headspace, you still made the effort to try and properly pray to him, to 
say all of your prayers. And with repetitions, it becomes easier and easier to get right into that correct mindset. Yeah, I really like what you said there. And I'm pretty sure I've heard it previously somewhere that, you know, God values our effort that we put into prayer. And, you know, the way that you learn to pray is by praying, right? Right. So, yes, I think that is the end of this podcast. It has been a pleasure, Raymond. Thank you for joining us and sharing your stories. Before we leave, I will ask you one last question. Is there maybe anything you would like to share with us on the topic of prayer and and communication with God? Yes, I can very much do that. Prayer can be comparable to like climbing a mountain where you keep climbing and you think, oh, the next peak might not be that far off, but no, you take 20 steps and you're just as far away up this insurmountable peak. But all it takes is just putting a little bit of effort each time to climb that mountain. And before you know it, you are finally there at the peak. One step at a time, right? One step at a time. Thank you for sharing, Raymond. As you mentioned that I looked out at the window at these mountains here in Utah, and it was a very um, good analogy that you made there. Very descriptive. You're welcome. Pleasure to being here. Thank you. Thank you. We are going to have a little chat with... Reader Paul from San Francisco. Welcome. Thank you. My, My pleasure. So the topic of our conversation today is prayer. And let me ask you this question to get things going. What is prayer to you? I would say that to me, prayer is anything that is an expression of your feelings and thoughts towards God. The most common form of prayer that we're all quite familiar with is the verbal form of prayer, where you read prayers and uh, you either read them to yourself or you speak them out loud. But prayer can also uh, be altar service or cleaning the church or singing in the choir. Those are all forms of prayer that I think we sometimes miss. Another form of prayer is, for example, obeying church rules and, and church laws and doing the fasts. Those are also expressions of loyalty to, uh, towards the church that I think would be included in this list. That's a really interesting perspective. I've never thought about it that way. But now, you know, as you said, it is a way of showing your loyalty to God, right? That's what prayer is. And that's why, you know, it's not only through thinking or, yeah, mentally, should I say, communicating with God, but rather acting in His faith. That's how we show our appreciation to him, and through that we pray. And that's a really interesting perspective. I really like that as well. It just makes me think of, you know, our faith alone is one thing, but it's really fulfilled through, I guess, acts of service or actually doing something about it, as opposed to just saying things. Right, yeah. What would you recommend to someone who is beginning to pray? someone who perhaps is 
used to reading through the certain pages of the Jordanville prayer book, but not actually praying with their heart. Like, what advice would you have for someone who is really wanting to pray? I think that I would probably recommend something that most spiritual fathers would also suggest, and that is to make it a practice. Prayer is also a skill, and skills usually develop with time. And so it is not something that you can learn over a couple of days or a couple of months or a couple of years. Also, I would say that it is almost necessary to love God in order for prayer to be effective. You want to talk to people who you love. Now, if you're in love with someone, you would probably want to spend most of your time with them. And similarly with prayer, right? prayer is also a form of conversation with God. And the more you love God, the more you want to pray and talk to him. And so that would also encourage you and inspire you to pray as well. Yeah, and as you know, as you talked about love, we tend to think of love as a crucial part of a relationship, right? And that's what prayer could be seen as, as a, it can be seen as a relationship between you and God, you know, that, that thing that connects you to, because as you very well stated that when you love someone, you talk to them and that's the essence of a relationship. That's what keeps you together. And I really like that perspective. Everything you're saying is just blowing my mind. <laughs> I'm really liking it. So, you know, we're talking here about praying to God, but we can also pray to saints and I wonder, what do you think, or maybe you know, what the difference is between those two types of prayers? Or is there any difference? I would say that fundamentally, all prayers are subject to the will of God, or all desires are subject to the will of God. When you pray to a saint, you are indirectly asking for God. You are indirectly praying to God you are indirectly involving another person in your petition. So I could either ask my dad something that I want from him, or I can enlist my mother to do the talking for me. And praying to saints is, I think, also part of that. Praying to saints, you can love the saint, but if there's no love for God, then the saint cannot really do much for you. I think it's also crucial to remember that saints are also still alive. That's why we can pray to them, because they are in heaven listening to us and in interceding on our behalf. I thank you for sharing that. Um, I like what you said about prayer helping you to determine the will of God. Um, I feel most of us are either college students or we're already in our early careers. Could you share a time that prayer was particularly helpful either to you or to someone you know or if there's a certain story that you could share about prayer? Yeah. I would say that my personal experiences are pretty personal and I think you would not have... Uh, I wouldn't be able to give good context for it to really be meaningful to some of the listeners, but I could share how important prayer was to St. John. One of the stories that I heard while uh, serving at Sabor was how St. John would pray for hours and hours 
while consuming the gifts after a service. Normally, this is a job for one of the deacons, and they might take about 30 minutes to an hour to consume the gifts. But St. John would pray for hours and hours while personally consuming the gifts. And this prayer sustained him through most of his pastoral work. It's even more impressive that he would do this almost every day. St. John would try to serve every day uh, and pray to God like that, especially in the form of, um, in the form of the divine liturgy. Thank you for sharing. Um, this really brings to mind that prayer really does give us strength in our own weaknesses. I mean, like, we're nothing compared to God. But if we turn to him, you know, however feebly, instead of relying on our own strength, we can find a lot of strength to live out our lives and follow his will. And just stuff becomes more clear, I feel, when you pray. And I'm sure that that's what it must have been like for St. John. You know, he found a lot of strength in that prayer and knew it could sustain him throughout his life. So I think... This was a really good conversation. Thank you for joining us, Paul. It's been a pleasure. Uh, before we say our final goodbyes, I, I just want to open up uh, the stage for you. If you have any final comments or any stories you'd like to share with us and our listeners, feel free to right now. I would say that I feel like a lot of people sometimes feel like prayer can be some form of magic. You ask God for something and you almost expect it to come true. But I think it's important to understand that everything is subject to the will of God. Prayer might be one of the methods how you investigate the will of God, but the will of God may or may not match up with what you want and your desires. Just like Jesus prayed in Gethsemane, as a human, he would really rather avoid being crucified but in his perfection, he gave us an example of how to always condition our wants on the will of God. So I think that is probably one more thing I would like to add. Thank you, Paul. Thank you for sharing. Thank you very much.